0: Good morning, Oregon. It's Thursday, March 10th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Joseph Kelly Banks, the man accused of fatally shooting a man in broad daylight next to Dawson Park in North Portland, spent a decade in psychiatric care and was under federal probation at the time of his arrest. Detectives also are continuing to investigate Banks' alleged involvement in two additional shootings, one in early January and another in early February. Portland has had 22 homicides so far this year. Banks had been diagnosed with schizophrenia and antisocial personality disorder and spent a decade in federal psychiatric care. In 2007, when he was last committed, health experts determined Banks would likely be dangerous to others because of his mental illness. He also had a history of possessing weapons illegally. Banks was living in a halfway house nearby since he was released in February 2021. He was considered dangerous when he wasn't taking medication, according to court records. State Senator Dallas Heard, the Republican from Myrtle Creek, is resigning from his leadership post as chair of the Republican Party in Oregon, citing, quote, wickedness and, quote, communist psychological warfare tactics used against him by his own party. Heard is remaining in the state Senate. He was in his first of a two-year term atop the state's Republican Party. The letter was first posted on social media by David Medina, a conservative activist from the Portland area who's been linked to violent protests at the Capitol in Salem and the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Heard had made headlines for the past two years for refusing to wear a mask at the legislature on numerous occasions, rallying with protesters outside the building, and for his support of a group called Citizens Against Tyranny in Douglas County, which sought to dox people who made anonymous complaints about businesses violating state public health guidelines amid the heart of the pandemic. In his resignation letter, Heard blamed Republicans and, quote, Endless slander, gossip, conspiracies, sabotage, lies, unquote, and other attacks for breaking his spirit. He said he will remain in Salem because if Republicans don't beat, quote, the godless left, unquote, Oregon has no future. Portland City Council approved a plan last week to create the Black Youth Leadership Fund a program backed by Commissioner Joanne Hardesty to use nearly $1 million diverted from the Police Bureau in 2020 to fund programs for Black youth. The approval last week came nearly two years after Hardesty first proposed the idea. The money came from funds that were diverted from the school resource programs that put officers in Portland Public Schools. Hardesty can now execute grant agreements with the Black United Fund of Oregon for $753,200 and the Oregon Community Foundation for $196,750. The programs are expected to be renewed on an annual basis, S. Renee Mitchell, the former Oregonian columnist, designed the program. Black Portlanders under the age of 25 will be able to participate. Plans call for professional development opportunities and career training in fields like business, policymaking, philanthropy, and government. Participants will be paired with mentors and entrepreneurs. We'll teach them how to pitch their grant ideas before a community advisory committee. Another downtown Portland institution is calling it quits. This time, the 90-year-old Margulis Jewelers. Owner David Margulis announced the closure in a letter to customers March 3rd, citing a, quote, perfect storm that had hurt his business, which occupies a prominent spot across the street from Pioneer Courthouse Square. This was an agonizing decision. It was never our plan to close our doors, Margulis wrote. Quote, but Portland has experienced the perfect storm of adversity and independent businesses simply cannot withstand the economic forces which have caused the deterioration and resulting emptiness of downtown Portland, unquote. The closure comes three months after the family-owned fine jewelry shop held its first ever sale, which it called a survival sale, in hopes of drawing new and old customers back to downtown after nearly two years of limited foot traffic and depressed sales. Margolis said he hoped people would see that downtown was still a positive place and, quote, very safe during the day. Margo has told his customers in his March 3rd letter that the sale helped, but it wasn't enough to save the business. To read more about long-standing businesses like this one that helped shape our state and region, go to hereisoregon.com. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.